Do you mind if I sit? My appointment's in 15 minutes. They're not going to talk me out of it. You realize what this will do? I mean, not to the Watchers, the Immortals, to the world. It doesn't matter. This is evil. People have to know the truth. Let go of me. I am begging you, Christine. You can beg all you want. It won't stop me. Don't make me do this. Try to understand me. I can't let this happen. I don't have any choice. Neither do I. Idiot. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to this week's episode where we are going to be talking about season three, episode 21, finale, part one. Part one. So it's exciting. This is going to be a two-parter. Mm. The last two episodes. It ends at part one. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's finale, finale part one. Part finale one. part one. <laughs> That's it. I guess all episodes oh, are kind of year, part everyone. one. By That's the way. true. Yes, a happy new year. This is our first recording session of the new year. 2018 is that year. Mm-hmm. So before we jump into this episode, how about we uh, talk about a little reader mail? Yeah, Listener yeah. mail. Reader mail. Watch reader. me read it. <laughs> yeah, whatever that's all. Watch me <laughs> read it. So a new level of something. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're watching exactly. you read it. You are. <laughs> but the listeners are not. Yeah. Well, they're lost. Unless they have cameras installed in here. Okay, so this email is from Gillian Horvath. Ooh. And we've been emailing her back and forth for a while uh and her and donaletta were searching for the script to the highlander phone game which we actually have not released this video yet of us trying to play this so this was this big mystery at the convention it's like oh what's the deal with the script i i know adrian did record a dialogue for it so did jim burns and so did peter and they were trying to find this so she was searching around in her attic, I guess, and found the original script. And it turns out she's the one who wrote it, <laughs> which is insane. Uh, so she scanned the uh, script for us. So Ooh. now we have the full game and including like the technical map for how it works, Uh-oh. which is cool. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. And we're going to try to figure out what we can do with it. And hopefully we can make it some sort of playable game. I hope we can. If anyone out there yeah. knows how to do like Flash games and stuff give us a call well maybe don't call us you can email us at highlander rewatch no give us a call okay yeah and your phone number please 610-659 guess the wrist oh boy (laughs) oh we're gonna brute force this one that's right very good well thank you gillian for writing and thanks for uh, thank you gillian all you've contributed all right kyle i think you should be the one to read this this is from our good friend wendy p who we met at the convention and friend friend of the show wendy p yeah author of the drinking game giver of many highlander artifacts All right, friend of the show, Wendy P. Subject, you rang. So it says, hey, rewatchers. I wasn't going to listen to the convention reports because, well, I was there. But then I did and heard my name get dropped several times. Once by Stan. And now we are here on testimony. And not only do I get name dropped, but you threw down a grammar question. So important stuff first. AP Style says to use only an apostrophe after names that end in S. APA says to use an apostrophe S. MLA says to use apostrophe S, except when the name is old, like Socrates or Jesus or Mythos. Basically, Mm. it's a style choice. As a person whose last name ends in S, I want the full apostrophe S. 
Other people may have their own preferences, parenthetical, but they're wrong. <laughs> On a different note, I am 95% sure that whatever explanation Clay gave you about the history of the F word is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of myths around that brilliant, brilliant word, and I have to spend a lot of time unteaching those myths. That's hmm. good stuff. So not like an old fuck you, like, or whatever that thing was. Like it was an old woman, right? Yeah. An uh, fuck. <laughs> As for Highlander stuff, Keith, Duncan definitely says Sidwin. Wait, what? what? <laughs> I'm confused further. Yeah. And the plot device in Testimony is Tasha. Gotta get this shit together, Keith. Uh. Our characters' accents can be wacky, but they're not that weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure you're not hearing through through a Philly accent? It? Accident. Philly <laughs> accent. <laughs> Incidentally, while bad immortals often have names that start with K, morally ambiguous immortals get names that are pronounced with a K sound, but spelled with a C. That's good stuff. <laughs> that is good stuff. Also, Keith, you need to hear better. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Uh, I hope someone compiles a list of all the darkness sequels, but I doubt that someone will be me. That's a lot of episodes of the show to go re-listen to, and it's way too inception-y, which is a good point. That is way too self-referential. <laughs> it was great meeting you all, Wendy. Hey, Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. It was great meeting you, too. And thank you for uh, putting Keith in his place and telling us about grammar. Grammar. What is it all about? <laughs> Kosu Grammar. Well, guys, should we hop into this week's episode? All right, so this week we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 21, Finale, Part 1. This was first aired May 22nd, 1995. Who? It was the director, Eamon. Mario Adabardi! That's right. <laughs> wow. His name has really grown. Yeah. Uh, last we saw him uh, was Rite of Passage and Mortal Sins. Mm. Um, he does not direct Part 2, which I think is kind of... A little odd, maybe. Maybe it's um, one of those prep things, like you need to be prepping oh, one true. show while you're shooting the next one. Yeah. If you can guess who directs the next finale, part two, write us in. <laughs> Wait, Wait, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't work at all. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, it's very, it's readily attainable information. It's the honor system. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. You have to promise not to look it up. <laughs> okay. And if you know it already, you're also ineligible. You just have to guess. Yes. <laughs> your guess. Uh, so he's got two more episodes of Highlander uh, in his streak of Highlander episodes. He's also directed other stuff like Stargate SG-1, Dinotopia. Oh, shit, Dinotopia. Right, and he directed four episodes of The Old Flash Show from 1991. During John Wesley Ship. John Wesley Ship. That was a good one. I love that show. One of my favorites. And Mark Hamill as the, the trickster. Last Jedi himself. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Is Not- he the last Jedi, though? Ooh. Is he? No, question mark? Maybe. Maybe, question mark? Who knows? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Write okay. in about your last Jedi opinions. <laughs> the last, we won't the last Jedi is Chewie. We don't care. We all know the last Jedi is Chewie. Chewbacca. <laughs> He's been there the whole time. How do you think he makes it? That's right. All right. This uh, episode was written by David Tynan. He wrote parts one and two. Uh, and the last episode we saw from him was Testimony. Uh, and other recent ones he did was Song of the Executioner and Shadows. Shadow. Who knows? The shadow's nose. Shadow's nose. Oh, the shadow does have a very prominent nose. He does. That's part of like his disguise. Yeah, has yeah. a prominent nose. Very big nose. The shadow's nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking about shadows again. Fuck that episode. <laughs> See, I like that episode. Save it for the wrap-up. Season three wrap-up. Yeah, All sounds right. good. Wrap it up, folks. Save sex. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. All right. This episode guest stars David Robb. He's back as Callus. And you may have seen him recently in Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Uh, This episode also gets stars Peter Wingfield as Mythos. He's back. Uh, This is his second appearance. 
in this season of three in this season Hmm. uh and also i noticed there's a new imdb credit listed for him this must have been filmed i'm assuming a little while ago and it's called jumping the gun and it's in post-production and imdb does not list a character name for him uh, but the summary is... He's the gun. He's the gun. <laughs> to the embarrassment of his wife and their daughter, a failed but ever-optimistic inventor strives to create a new Olympic sport, the 100-meter jump rope sprint. And there we go. Is that just like a sack race? What is that? <laughs> well, I think it's jumping rope. But yeah, I know, but you, I mean, While mechanically, running? you're... Running. You're, it's similar to a sack race, because you're hopping. Yeah, I guess so. Dissimilar, because you're not in a sack. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, that checks out. How silly of me. <laughs> so there we go. So... Stay on the lookout for that movie? What yeah. the fuck? I don't know. Like also, it. the name is so punny. Yeah, Jumping yeah. the Gun. Jumping the Gun. This episode also guest stars Charles Mackignon. French guy. Uh, he plays Gerard, very briefly. Gerard. And this is the uh, the same guy that played Gerard in the other episode, the white supremacist bartender. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The guy I slandered by calling a right. white yeah. supremacist. Also, I don't remember if I mentioned before in uh, his previous appearance that he died in 2012. Oh, poor That's guy. sad. Oh, actually, I think we did talk about that because I think we made jokes that he died in the movie 2012. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That checks out. <laughs> So, old news, guys. Yeah. Uh, this episode also gets stars uh, Elizabeth Grayson. She's back as Amanda. Make sure to check out her trailer for Dance for Joy, which is a documentary she directed about dance therapy. Looks really good. Yeah, for people with conditions like Parkinson's and such, right? Keith got yelled at for mentioning that movie. Right, it is unmentionable among Highlander fans, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's unspeakable. I've seen all her movies. I've seen all her movies. We're referencing a conversation only we know about. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it in our wrap-up. That's true, we did. That's right, wrap it up. Wrap it up. A lot of guest stars in this. Uh, Roland Gift. He's back as Xavier St. Cloud. I knew this flashback happened eventually. I forgot it was in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, these are this is a jam-packed finale. Yo. It is. And also, I was looking through his IMDb. Uh, he did act in something kind of recently. It was an improv comedy in 2016 called Breaks. Hmm. I'm just kind of curious about it. We'll have to check an it out. An improv comedy? An improv comedy. I'm just picturing Rolling Gift Yes ending yeah. <laughs> the whole time. So there we go. So are we ready for the IMDb episode description? Yeah, yeah. Amanda helps Callus escape from prison so she can kill him. But he escapes and kills another immortal to take his sword. In flashback to Algiers, 1653, Xavier St. Cloud kills Duncan's teacher, Hamza. In modern day... He's a teacher? I guess so. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I didn't really <laughs> my, pick up on that either. My main note is, do these people even like each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in modern day, the widow of a slain watcher is planning to expose immortals. And Callus's thugs capture Amanda. Hmm. Hmm. That's a little sprawling, but... Not the worst one we read. Not the worst. And there's no also. Also. That's what this needed. Punch yeah. it up. Yeah, you gotta punch it up with an also. Amy, Ooh, do you have another description I to have, read us? I have the YouTube this week. While Callus continues his campaign of terror after escaping what? prison... <laughs> his campaign of terror? One of his victim's wives plans to reveal the existence of immortals to the world. All That's right. good. That's, That's a very good bad. one. I like that she's reduced to one of his victim's wives. Right. She has a name. Yeah. You don't what? just define the female characters by virtue of the male characters. Of their dead husbands. Mm-hmm. Get woke, Highlander. Get this? woke. YouTube? Yep. Get there woke, YouTube. Get woke, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Also. Send a dime. Is this, is this the first, <laughs> is this the first uh, YouTube description that hasn't been read by Batman? Oh, shit. Maybe. Maybe he'll come back uh, next week. You never know. To rattle the flashbacks. Riddle my flashback. Okay, so let's talk about this episode. 
We open in a uh, prison. Prison garden. I was like, hmm. Yeah, this this, re- this really is a community garden. Yeah. This really is a French prison that's letting them use, like, large gardening tools that can be used as bludgeons. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Like, they're American- just all handed, like, murder weapons. Yeah. American federal prisons don't even let people lift weights anymore. No, <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah, you kind of have a weight set. I mean, they, like, get to work out, but... Right. Between their ability to be used as bludgeons and the risk of having jacked prisoners <laughs> beating the shit out of your guards. Most federal prisons, that is no bueno anymore. Well, I, I don't think American prisons have much in the in terms of fresh fruits and vegetables, vegetables either. either right? Yeah. You get a lot of bologna and fried bologna and, mm-hmm. and bologna sandwiches. Mm, uh, so what the fuck happens in this first scene? Of the prison. Uh, Can someone explain this to me? I was confused exactly how this was shaking out. I thought this was a plan. Some callous. Yeah, because there's lots of furtive glances between people. Well, there is a plan, but for, for some reason, the plan is for this weird guy to kill Callus. No, that's not part of the I think that's random. I thought this guy's so wily and crazy, he wanted, like, cigarettes or something. Like, because doesn't he go in Callus's pocket? Well, yeah, he starts searching his pockets. And I thought he wanted a cigarette. He already was smoking a cigarette. Yeah, more cigarettes. He wanted that. That was how I... That's what you think the plan is? What, you what do you that? think the plan is? I don't think there was a plan. So why are they all looking at each other? So, okay. <laughs> I thought there was... So to explain what's going on for the people at home, all these French prisoners are gardening, right. as one does in jail. A lot of the prisoners keep on like shooting glances at each other, and this one long-haired prisoner goes off to the side to smoke a cigarette. Then two prisoners start fighting... Callus kind of slinks over to the side, and the prisoner who's smoking a cigarette produces not even a shiv, just straight up a knife. It's big. It's a huge fucking knife. It's like, how'd you get that, man? This isn't a sharpened toothbrush. Yeah. Uh, and stabs the shit out of Callus, yep. who then wakes up and like is like, oh, you're a good little psychopath. Well, 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 what have we here? So, I think the furtive glances were actually just the two prisoners who jump on each other. They actually just want to fight, and they're sending furtive let's fight glances at each other. Really? Yeah. Then Callus just is like, well, I'm walking away from this, and this guy is just a straight-up psychopath, so he stabs him. I think that's all that's going on here. It's just as good an explanation as any other. It's very strange. If not, what's the plan? Why on earth would they... I thought they were, like, helping this guy kill Callus for some reason. But we have no semblance of And I thought this was an escape plan by Callus up until the point he gets stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. I guess not. Well, no, I thought the stabbing was the plan. Oh, of course. No, you're right. What I thought was that, like, someone, like, puts a hit on Callus unbeknownst to these people. It's Callus who puts a hit on Callus. That makes sense. Because he wants to get sent to the morgue and then get out of jail. That is not what ends up happening. Very also, strange. no guard sees this, nor does any guard question the blood, the blood that, that yeah, is that's all over Callus. Like at some point, he's gonna have to like do laundry, and somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, what the fuck happened uh-huh. here?" Oh, there are giant holes and blood stains on your prison lab coat, which yeah. looks like they're all <laughs> they, wearing. They are wearing like prison lab coats. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. This so is it, very strange. It was very strange. I think it's all supposed to be random. Interesting. That's my theory. All right. Also, Callus then just starts strangling the guy who stabs him. Well, he wakes up like instantly. Still, yeah, like yeah. instantaneously and is like strangling the guy and like the cigarette falls out of his mouth, but it almost looks like he'd been chewing it. Like, yeah, it He'd looks been gross. like literally yeah. like chewing it like a stick of gum and then it falls out of his mouth. I, <laughs> I was like, like, ew. I was like, what is going on here? 
It just looks like he's like spitting out a chewed up chiclet. Yeah, that is exactly what it looks like. And then he's like, I prefer to use you. Right. Yeah, I was like, so Callus is. Which has all kinds of implications in fucking. Oh boy. Nino. 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 Yes, this is Nino. So then we cut and we get a thing that says months later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. So Callus is like, why has not Callus not escaped? How has he not just killed himself and gotten out? Maybe Uh, he wakes up too fast. He's yeah. a victim of his own. Can he just fake? I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's all right. I can buy that because like, he can't based fake. On the, based he can't on that fake stabbing. Yeah. 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 All right. Too powerful to escape. Yeah. All right. He's a victim of his own immortal might. So there's a guard patrolling the halls, and Callus like knocks him out or whatever. Takes his keys. Well, like his door is open for some reason. Is his door open or does he hit hit the guy through the bars? No, he's already out. Yeah. So how did that happen? Don't know, yeah. but I, I guess, guess that was all set up. That was set up, and it's implied later. He's like, we need to meet a mysterious benefactor right. that, like, maybe someone helps spring him. Yeah, okay. I don't know how, but so he I lets out Nino that. for so, reasons. For yeah. reasons. Then fucking Nino, when he murders this guard in the the courtyard, it's brutal. Like, this is another brutal episode. Yeah, like, there's lots of like wet stabbing sounds. <laughs> no, wet, it's, wet stabbing. Yeah, it is wet stabbing. Yeah, stabbing. like yeah. he comes running out of the like the brush and just is like stab, 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 stab. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, then they're waiting uh, by the wall, and Nino, I glanced away from the screen for a second, and Nino's like. Oh, Oh, like, do you want me to get some wings or whatever? And I was like, yeah. is he talking about chicken? <laughs> <laughs> He's just really hungry. Like, Nino is really crazy. They're at prison wild wings. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I could go for some wings. Boneless. <laughs> you want some boneless tendies? Boneless tendies. So a grappling hook comes flying over this wall. Mm-hmm. It's Batman as his benefactor. Yep. <laughs> right. So they hook it onto like a carabiner and they go up the wall. And then it's revealed. Amanda is the mysterious benefactor. That's right. And her plan is terrible. Yes. (laughs) There's a lot of terrible plans in both these episodes. She has like a sword. And also she got the grappling hook over the wall with a a crossbow. Which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) She's dressed like Anakin Skywalker from (laughs) Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) That's true. Well, that's why she doesn't beat Callus because Callus has the high ground. Yeah. (laughs) And he literally did. Yeah. I don't know how Amanda doesn't wreck Callus. That's like, that's my least favorite part about this whole thing. It's like Callus owns her. Like Callus is winning regardless of Nino. Yeah, like what ends up eventually happening is Nino leaps off this grappling hook and like downward stabs her. Yeah. yeah. It's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. But Callus had already taken control of this fight. Like, does he even have her sword at this point? Or like, I don't know. He Callus picks, was He picks in up charge. the crossbow. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. like he almost disarms her. It's clear though that she's like really not beating him. No. Regardless. And like, I don't know, the way the choreography is set up, it doesn't even look convincing. Like she gets like way too close to him. Like she's it's like she's fighting him like she is like a little knife. And yeah. not a longsword. Yeah. Which is odd. Also, why didn't she just fucking stab him, like, as soon as he touched the ground? Yeah, I don't get it. Or, like, I have a gun or whatever. But I laughed really hard when Callus grabs. We come to learn that she got the grappling hook over with a crossbow. Yeah. And it's loaded. There's another <laughs> yeah. crossbow ready. ready there's ready another grappling hook ready to roll in that crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> and Callus shoots it at her. And I was like, all right, this is silly, but I love it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Him picking up the crossbow is awesome. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I, I'm fine with this. Yeah. But yeah, I think a real weakness of this episode is that Amanda's plan seemingly never was going to work. Well, that's the problem like, is that Nino should have been like Nino wasn't supposed to come along. Yeah. So she was going to win. She should even maybe even have Callus down for the count. Nino can save Callus. Yeah. Sneak up behind her. Yeah. And then we move on. 
But yeah, exactly. it, it just makes her weak. Yes. Which is no good. And like, it's a dumb plan to begin with. So the fact that she knew, like, apparently was never going to be able to execute it, yeah, it's a bad one-two <laughs> punch. Her like letting him out causes this ripple effect that's like one of like the worst like yeah, right? the yeah the worst chain of events in to humanity. Highlander. I'm like Jesus Christ, Amanda! You yeah, really you fucked really, up. Yeah, you really screwed the pooch. <laughs> All right, so we cut back to the barge. Matt gets the buzz, and Amanda's there, and she's got shopping bags. Yeah, and she's all dolled up. She is dolled up. I like the new haircut. I yeah. do too. Yeah. And her little nose ring. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I like Amanda changes her look basically mm-hmm. every single episode she's yeah. in, which is really funny, I think. Yeah. Uh, so she's there to cook for Mac. And so let's play Apparently a little game she's here. she's quite the cook. Apparently. So she brings a bunch of wine. Ooh. I decided to look them all up. How? You could see the labels? Do they she, say No, them? she mentioned oh, she, she says, says it. She says oh. all the names. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of shit you write down and I forget. Yeah, instantly. that's right. All right. So she brings a 71 bottle of Montrachet. How Ooh. much does that go for today? $5,000. Kyle? $1. Oh, we're playing Price is Right rules. Price is Right rules. $1. Eamon wins. No. What? Kyle wins. Damn straight. It's $4,000, roughly. What? Yep. Also, just to note, that's the for 71. one bottle? One bottle. The, that's the 71. The 1969 goes for $10,000. Uh, 69 Up top. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the other bottle she brings is the Chateau Lafitte from 61. That goes for, how much you guys think? Chateau Lafitte? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why I'm saying the name like it matters. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess $1,700. Amen. Mm, Chateau Lafitte. That's Quentin Tarantino's favorite wine because he's a footman. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Oh, yeah. he's a real big footman. Yeah, he's uh, got a he's got a foot fetish. That doesn't surprise watch me. Watch his all. movies like, again, yeah. knowing that. I have and zero and difficulty foot action. That. Jerk off. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Five thousand dollars. You both lose. It's between oh. six hundred fifty and eleven hundred dollars. Wow. And finally, she brings a nineteen fifty four bottle of Ikem. What do you guys think that goes for? Eamon? Five hundred. Kyle. Five hundred and one. Kyle wins twenty four hundred dollars. Wow! So these are nice ass bottles of wine she's bringing. Mm. Nice ass pebbles. Yeah, nice yeah. ass nice pebbles. pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she also brings a bunch of other dope food. She's got like yeah. truffles and caviar and a smoked goose. Mm. So. Ooh, yum! Not bad for pot line. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an odd line, but so. She puts on some music. Did anyone notice the music she puts on? I hope it's Mitty Sydney. It's just like a fucking. Just guitar riff. It's like over and over (laughs) and over again. It's really ridiculous. You know, in my head, I just thought that was background music. I didn't think that was actual music. That's the music because Mac ends up like turning it down. It's like, this is too loud. Yeah. (laughs) And she's there because she wants to. To fuck. That's right. (laughs) No, she's there because she wants Mac not to murder her. That's right. She's got to. So she's got to fuck him up first. Exactly. That's just the wrong use of that word, but whatever. All right. Uh, So we cut. We're on the road, outskirts of Paris, I guess, and Nino and Callis are hiding from police cars, and they see this dude getting in his car, and they pull, like, a Terminator move on him. Your hat, your boots, your clothes, give them to me. Right. You're crazy. Possibly. So, yeah, they fucked this guy up. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> and so Callis I was some, expecting him to say, no, threads. he's crazy, and then Nino to stab him. That no. would have been my one-liner. Oh, that yeah. would have been my one-liner. That's a, I like that one a that little more. Yeah. But, yeah, they take him downtown Charlie Brown and steal his car. Yeah. So then we cut back to the barge, and the music is still playing. (laughs) So, again, I am assuming this is the only music that exists in the Highlander universe. So, apparently, it's a very nice dinner. Yeah. A a two-and-a-half-star dinner, whatever that means. (laughs) What is the maximum amount of stars in a dinner? I'm assuming it's Michelin he's referring to, so it would be three. Oh, wow. So this is a very good dinner. So this is a high-star dinner. It's three. 
It's three. All right, then. Three for the food, maximum of five for hospitality. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Amanda did pretty well. Yeah, she did. Did she, did she cook the food, or did she get it from she somewhere? She said she's cooking for you. I mean, I'm assuming uh. they ate more than just the smoked goose, which she bought. Mm. So she probably cooked some vegetables up, maybe. Ate maybe. More than maybe. the smoked goose, eh? <laughs> they, actually just, they actually just ate the smoked goose and passed it back and forth without, <laughs> without plates or yeah. utensils. <laughs> they just bit into it like an apple. <laughs> That's how I eat uh, those little hens. Little like little Cornish, hens. Yeah. Little Cornish hens. I just eat them in one hand and like take a chunk out i've literally done that before (laughs) this is a weird story maybe this will make the podcast maybe it won't uh in chinatown they sell these like crazy tiny little like Mm -hmm. quails and they like barbecue them all day hey you see them hanging in the window Mm. so my friend matt and i we went we got some and as you do you sit on the curb in front of the fire station and you eat them like apples and they're such (laughs) tiny birds like you eat the bones wow so you just like chomp on them Mm. was it good uh, it was fine. A uh, little bony. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and very sticky. Uh, our hands were covered in like BBQ sauce. sauce. Yeah, like sticky barbecue sauce. Mm. So that was my experience eating a whole bird. Wow. I was just making a joke. But you can actually do it. You can actually do it. And I'm going to. DIY. Yeah. Eat a bird. Eat a bird. Eat a whole bird. <laughs> so then Duncan knows something's up. He's right. like, why are you being so nice to me? You spent 1500 or more than that, $10,000 on wine for this yeah. Neil, so... <laughs> also, McLeod, that's a level of excess that I find morally reprehensible. Drinking $10,000 worth of wine in one meal? They must be so rich, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can discuss that on your own. Three bottles of wine, $10,000. Morally reprehensible? Tell us what you think. <laughs> Excesses of capitalism. hey All right, so she spills the beans... Mm-hmm. And I, I really like the scene. I think Max's face is great. He's like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, I laughed out loud at Max's face. Yeah. Like, so I also loved it, but it was a little overdone. He's like, <laughs> Then we leave this scene and we cut to a traffic light like it's Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually, which explains all the crazy music. <laughs> there's another weird like Twin Peaksy Lynchian moment in this episode, I thought. Uh, is it when there's a uh, small person talking backwards? <laughs> yeah, that's it. The chewing gum you like is going to come back in style. Uh, so this is what Callus says to Mac at the end of this episode. So Nino and Callus are driving around in this guy's car, I guess, and Callus gets the buzz of some Joe Schmo dude. Joe Schmo immortal. Yeah. So they run him down. With the the car. car hits in this show continue to be on point. Yeah. Like, I don't know who they're stunt people were specifically for any car related hits but they're like 20 for 20 at this point in the show <laughs> yeah, the every time someone gets hit by a car it's amazing and wonderful yeah. and they hit this guy twice yeah he gets twice up. it's great was anyone confused at first about the buzz happening here i was a little confused i didn't know that first, like this but... is the only time i remember the buzz happens without like a push zoom uh, and so I remember kind of hearing it. It's in the just back. the sound. It's yeah. just the sound, and like I was like I wasn't really sure what was going mm. on exactly mm. at first. I mean, obviously it's the buzz. Yeah, Darius. Darius. So yeah, they wreck this guy, and we should probably make a gif of this or something, or just go find it on your own. Because the like Callus chops. Oh, awesome! When Callus, this is like so gift worthy. This is like well, he takes the guy's sword after like flipping him over his car, right? And then be needing this anymore. Chops his head off like he's driving. Driving a golf ball yeah. down the range. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Four. <laughs> it's it's great. He I does, was I laughed out loud. He has a good quickening. His the quickening, quickening is cool. acting is cool. I like his scarf. 
He has a scarf, right? He does have a scarf. It's a cool, but scarf. it's not his usual scarf. Not the white yeah. usual scarf. No, it's a new scarf. Does he have the white scarf later though? He does. Ah, yeah. so he goes out and buys yeah. a new scarf. He buys a new <laughs> patented white <laughs> scarf. scarf. Yeah. Uh, something happened in the scene that Eamon, I think you brought up in the very first episode we ever did on the gathering, Ooh. which is their car gets fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were yeah. like, hey, like, does that always happen to cars? Yeah. Cars because every magnets. time, like, you got to park it really far away or else yeah. your car is always going to get fucked up. And it seems like it does. Yeah, that car gets wrecked. <laughs> yeah. This it's, finale, part one and two, really does explore in detail the destructive power <laughs> of the quickening, let's say. Let's put yeah. it that way. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, this car should have exploded into a fireball that would yeah. be viewable from, like, <laughs> from Lyon. <laughs> yeah, like, why did nobody, does nobody, they're in, like, the middle of the city, it seems. Right. And nobody notices this ginormous quickening explosion. And Nino, like, I think witnessing this quickening gets even crazier. Right, yeah. <laughs> he just starts kind of, like, freaking out. I kind of like Nino. What do you guys think of Nino? Yeah, I think he's a really good guy. <laughs> he's swell. I think about making him a godparent. Godparent, yeah. yeah. And he's certainly a, a colorful character. Yes, yeah, And sure. very weird and very happy to, like, stab people. Sure. So people love no, I, people I think stabbing. He's I feel lovable. like in another episode or maybe just a different actor, this would be like, I hate this character. This yeah. is so goofy. I found he towed the line of, like, really psychopathic and, like, wacky. And he seemed like a good pair with Callus. I don't sure. know. I liked him as a character. I think my main thing is he didn't overstay his welcome. Yeah. I sure. think if there had been even two minutes more, <laughs> I think I'm prepared to say, like, two minutes more of Nino, yeah. I would have said, screw this guy. Yeah. But Nino, more like, no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nino would be a no, no at that point. <laughs> at this point, with the amount which he is used, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I don't have a lot of affection for, like, the just purely psychopathic character. It's like a very right. 80s thing. Yeah. Yeah. Warriors <laughs> come out to play. Yay. Yeah, like it's, I don't know, it's, it's the late 70s, 80s shtick that I just don't think ages well. Interesting. Mm. Or the RuPaul Drag Race version, Warriors come out to slay. <laughs> Very good. Slay. So, <laughs> that was we a cut. deep reference. Yep. <laughs> so, we cut back to the barge. This to me was another kind of Lynchian moment. Mac is just like Tapping, hitting his line, yeah. wine glass with a fork. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's like infuriating. It's like, ding, ding. It's like, and Amanda's like, shut up. And he doesn't. It. It's like, this is so nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, why you do this? What's done is done. <laughs> He's talking about so stinging the wine then glass, he right? Fucking yeah. flips his lid. Yeah. This yeah, is he's the second his... time, or it's going to happen again. Yeah, Mac is really rough on Amanda in these two episodes. Like, I mean, she maybe deserves it on this one a little bit. Oh, this was absolutely. A completely can... idiotic plan. She but he... cluster fucks. <laughs> he I, the Earth. Yeah. The Earth. <laughs> I, he's totally... It's great. It's great. It's fine that he can be mad at her. Yeah. I just think he gets a little touchy. Yeah, he and like, grabs her. It's like, hey, buddy, like... I don't know if it's all the denim he wears. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, if that, like, like, amps up, like, the testosterone a little too much, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, it's riding the line here. And in the next episode, I think it goes too far. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> too pussy because it loves a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, like, he really... But he also just, like... He seems like he's, like, keeping it together. And then he just kind of explodes. Yeah. And yeah. he's, like... I don't know. The grabbing is weird. Like, she might have Even a Even the bruise. tone of voice is, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's a little threatening. It's threatening, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's also like holier than thou. Like, he's talking to her like she's a child. Yeah. 
And she's older than him by a lot. Yeah, yeah. But he's got to max plane to her. Yeah. yeah. Well, this we <laughs> max plane. Yeah. We, do we say that? No. No. We need to. New. Yeah. He max plane explains it. it. Yeah, yeah. He max plane it. He did this before in the uh, Legacy with Luther. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, you're not doing this. It's like, give me some rum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He uh, talks to women kind of weird, especially anything involving danger. They're like not allowed. Yeah. Dangers for Max only. <laughs> yeah. He's very for your sh- Max only chivalrous. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's it. That's the Keith pronunciation. <laughs> that, oh, is that like a famous Arctic animal with a mustache? Yep. It's a <laughs> chivalrous. <laughs> it's a very caring <laughs> sea mammal. Yeah. Our walrus is known for being caring. Yeah. yeah they get the door for you and everything. <laughs> yeah, right. And then gore you with their, <laughs> with their tusks. <laughs> <laughs> and reinforce gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's then a lot we, of layers here, no, guys. Mm-hmm. So we get a flashback to is it Algier or Algiers? Do you say the S? It is Algiers. Okay, I wasn't sure. I'm dumb. <laughs> I, I wasn't quite sure either. So 1653. 1653. I like a lot of things about this flashback. Me too. What is the connection between this flashback and what goes on in the future? What, what I, is, I, what I is don't this? like this flashback, and it's like a waste of. I think it's a waste of Xavier. Like I'm a big, so, I'm a big shrug on all of this, which is weird. Let's actually explain what happens first, and then return okay. to these questions. So Mac is there with him. It all looks really cool. I don't know yeah. where they filmed. It looks this. great. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, where was this film? <laughs> right. Where did they find like? I guess they could have just gone to a beach and make it look like a desert. But... It seemed like that stuff was built ahead of time, though. I yeah. thought. I don't know. Yeah, all the buildings, I was like, where is this? Yeah. They did a really it looks good. good job. Uh, uh, so Mac is walking with this guy, Hamza, who Hamza. we learned from the IMDb description. You, which don't, is lo- which you don't learn things from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that maybe it's Things are asserted. This they is don't learn friend. them. This I is just thought friend. it was his friend. Yeah. Which, not believably so. They no. seem like they kind of hate each other. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, arguing <right>? <laughs> with each other about everything. <laughs> yeah, literally everything. Guys, it's like, was he t- what is this guy teaching? <laughs> He's teaching time. Mac how to drink hot things when it's hot out. Right. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. So this is weird. So he's got this like, well, first they're intercutting. There's like a, a rider all dressed in black. Like, yeah. They keep kind of cutting to, which is like mm. ominous. It's like, ooh, what's this? This is mysterious. But then Mac is like, I guess Mac is like impatient or mm. whatever. And the guy's this telling is young him, Mac. Young Mac. Yeah, I always like young Mac. That's, yeah. I think, really fun. But this guy tells Mac that it was Europeans who invented the minute. And he's like, here, there's only morning, noon, at night. And instantly I was like, this sounds like bullshit. Yeah. So I Googled it. <laughs> so here's the deal, guys. If you were wondering who invented the minute. Rice. <laughs> yep, minute rice. <laughs> yeah, rice. Some Hipparchus and other Greek astronomers uh, employed astronomical techniques that were previously developed by the Babylonians who resided in Mesopotamia. The Babylonians made astronomical, astronomical calculations in the uh, sex ag... Sex... Sex... Agesimal Jesus, which is base 60 system that they inherited from the Sumerians who developed it around 2000 BC. So we've had minutes since 2000 BC. Wow. So this guy's like way off. We've had minutes since 2000 BC? According to this. Huh. What's your source on that? I just made this up. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's all that sex stuff. Yeah, Yeah. that's why you sex sex. And then you sex 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 (laughs) sex. Then you sex, sex, sex. Hamza. 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 Well, I mean, what education does Hamza have that he doesn't have Google? Yeah, that's true. true. Who knows? He just discovered watches, and I believe that that probably was a European. He also does at some point. He also call Mac Paleface, which I thought was pretty good. (laughs) He calls him Paleface. Oh, he says, "Look and listen, my pale friend." At one point. (laughs) 
Look that was that was that was almost my uh, my opening. Look at this in my pale face. Uh-huh. Wow, that's interesting. Also, pale this guy face. cracks himself up so much. Yeah, like everything he says, he just finds so fucking humorous. He's so wise. That's maybe that's what he maybe that's what he's teaching Mac how to mm. be real smug. This, yeah. is where, <laughs> this is where Mac learns it. I learned uh, this from Hamza. This is how I Max Plain. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's a better hashtag than Hamza Plain. So Hamza Plain. Then we get the buzz, and the buzz sound is super cool mm-hmm. because they brought it back. All that like oh the yeah. Xavier St. Cloud buzz. Yeah, and blow. That rider was Xavier. That's right. And Lowen Gift is back. Which he's I was back. Like, and it also wasn't him on the horse. No, not at scenes. all. Because <laughs> I was like, who's this? Because I like looked at his face. And when Xavier St. Cloud comes, I'm like, nope. That's not what it was. <laughs> it was that still cool. Sense. It was I still, still cool. liked it. Yeah. And yeah. it looks great. Yeah. And there's like yeah. all this tension juxtaposed against this silly scene of, why is it hot? <laughs> I want the Scottish ale. <laughs> a cold Scottish ale. It's like, you know, you don't have refrigeration, Mac. I don't know how yeah. cold you're going to make it. <laughs> but anyway. So uh, now a challenge is issued mm. to Hamza. This part confused me because I was like, I guess he was there to get Hamza. It almost seemed like Xavier and Matt got into a fight before Xavier could say what he was there for. Well, that's because Xavier was being real snippy and Mac was Mac still <laughs> Xavier's uh, being snippy. Yeah. <laughs> so Mac and Mac's still a real hothead at this yeah. point. So he's like, keep a settled tongue in your mouth and your head. Yeah. Uh, and Xavier's just like not amused. Yeah. He also delivers the following line, explaining why he doesn't want to fight Mac. I don't sleep with virgins. And I don't kill children. Mm-hmm. I was like, Damn. whoa. Also, Xavier St. Cloud totally seems like the kind of guy who kills children. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe that sleeps with virgins. They're all Maybe that's dead. his character arc in this show. This is a point where he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really fallen. He's really yeah. developed. <laughs> in the future, he's always sleeping with virgins. It's creepy. It's like some real Fifty Shades of Grey shit. <laughs> yeah. So he, like, challenges... Hamza and he accepts. So they're gonna meet in two hours, and then Hamza's like, "Let's we get gotta, the horses. We got a good out of dodge. Fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah, which I was like, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And Mac is pissed. Yeah, yeah. He basically thinks his friend's a coward, and he's yeah. like, "You've been challenged. Fight him." And he's like, "I'm, I'm not going anywhere." Uh, and he like sits down to defiantly drink his tea. Yeah, but he also, also says that like Hamza defends it his his position. He's like, "No, you've never gone up against anyone like Xavier before," and. Duncan's is a smartass. He's like, well, he's never gone up against someone like me either. Young Mac. Young Mac is too hot. But <laughs> too hot to handle. <laughs> too hot for TV. In more ways than one. <laughs> oh, in more ways. Ooh. That's a Christian name for more. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about this. His name is still Xavier St. Cloud. <laughs> still Xavier St. Cloud in like 1653 or right. whatever this is. Yeah. Also, like, he's a Moor? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I guess. I guess. That's what it says. And as he points out, like, that is a weird name for a Moor, mm-hmm. but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. I don't mind, like, he's like, you just had many names. It's like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. But apparently one name since 1653. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other question. Do they... I just have a, a note that says... Pork exchange? Yes. Hamza and Mac have an exchange about how weird it is to eat pork. Because I like, guess Hamza is maybe a Muslim. He is, because he references like Allah oh, right, a couple right, right. times. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But, I think, yeah, he's pointing out like the differences in their cultures or whatever. He's like, well, I don't eat like pork or Well, like, I think it's weird to eat pork. You yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I guess that's because Mac thinks it's weird to drink tea. Tea, yeah. Right. Yeah. When it's hot out. Right. Tea? I hate tea. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Fat Dave Foley. The hero we deserve. Yeah. Uh, so we cut a little later. I wish there was a future flashback or <laughs> a flash forward. <laughs> or like 
Mac, after Mac remembers his, this flashback, he remembers too that episode where that guy's saying he hates tea. But Mac and didn't then it goes back. Yeah, Mac did see that, so it makes no sense. No, but he's still thinking about it. Oh, that guy ate a tea too. <laughs> see, I'm justified. <laughs> okay, so we cut a little later, and Mac is searching the city streets, uh, yelling for Xavier. Yeah. He's going to take the challenge because Hamza has fled. Yeah. Or has he? Or has he? So we get the buzz. I've seen you. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so Xavier's pretty disappointed that it's Mac and not yeah. Hamza. But then... And Hamza appears. And he's like, no, your challenge was to me. And they go off into the desert to fight. Right. And Hamza gives Mac his stopwatch. Yes. Right. Which I think is interesting because this is something that comes back in the second part. Like this giving a token before someone fights. Right. Good. right. In opposite, in reverse. Correct. Yeah. He basically says, you know, I'm not going to let my friend die for my challenge. Right. But Mac kind of gets him killed, I guess. Mac totally gets him killed. Yeah, they could have left. Yeah. yeah they could have left. This did not need to go down. Yeah. Yep. If you couldn't guess, Xavier St. Cloud wins this fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, thought the... The fight itself maybe isn't that great, but I liked, like... It's also very far away. I liked like, that it, like... I liked how they did it. Yeah. That he watches it from afar, and it's kind of, like, silent. I yeah. thought it was pretty, like, epic-looking, like, yeah. seeing them fight. Again, yeah. where is this filmed? No clue. But it was is, also is, probably to conceal that the sort the fighters probably aren't Hamza and yeah, Roland right. Gift. Right. So you could, like, conceal that. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance this is, like, stock footage they had? Mm-hmm. That no. then they matched it? I feel like they just found a patch of beach or something. That, that I guess so. There look like some big hills, though. Yeah. I don't know. It looked cool. Yeah, it, it did, did look cool. Or if they just took like a small second unit out there, because they never show Mac no. in that desert-looking landscape. Right. Nor do they, like, does the market kind of scene mm-hmm. look like it has to be right. anywhere special. Like, that could have been a little set that they built, and yeah. then, like, they had a small detachment film the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe hmm. elsewhere. Have, like, a local crew put it together. Maybe. Maybe. Movie magic. That is. It's the magic of movies. Or mm-hmm. television. And then this is over. And why did any of this happen? So what do we learn from this? I mean, is it... Don't <sighs> take on someone out of your league? Uh, is that what it's about? Maybe. Or like because Amanda tried to fight Max battle with Callus for him? Mm. Maybe. This danger's been unleashed, just like he wanted to fight Hamza's battle and it got Hamza killed? Maybe? Do we think this is... Do you remember... I know Gillian Horvath told us about this, and originally these storylines were different episodes. I forget mm. what the name of this one was going to be called before finale. Remember, Mythos was going to die, I guess, in the last one. and Or right. I think in this episode, Mythos was going to die. I wonder if this is like a weird flashback left over from another script that just got transposed to this one. That would make some sense, especially because like you might have some parallel with like an older immortal... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it just it usually the flashbacks are very easily connected to what's going on in the present and this one just seems a little like it's there. Yeah, yeah I don't really get it, hmm. frankly. But I don't, I don't hate either. it. No. I'm not too into Xavier in this. Like I feel like he doesn't really get to shine at all. Like he doesn't get to do Xavier stuff. He doesn't you mean he doesn't eat caviar? Yeah. No, he just kinda shows love, up and it's like, ah, oh, fight last me. A long and... time. Yeah, he doesn't like ooze evil in this like he usually. He does. gets to get off some zingers though. Yeah, I guess so. That's what you're in it for. The yeah. zingers. I'm in it for the zingers. <laughs> the Xavier zingers. <laughs> Xavier zingers. Xavier zinger time. Xavier Saint Zinger. Hey rewatchers, we've got a sale going on now, and it's just for you. The Highlander collectible magnet set is available on our Etsy and Facebook pages. 
How much does it cost? It's only $15 for a collectible set of five awesome magnets. You're kidding me. It's less than $3 for magnet? That's right. That's this is cheap as fuck. Yeah, with such cool, unique artwork. Where else can you get? Like, you can even buy a print for that much. No, prints that are more expensive. And this shit will last, I would say, a lifetime. They These are, are high quality, heavy. durable magnets. They are heavy duty. And Keep they them feature. away from your phone. Don't wipe <laughs> yeah. your phone. <laughs> I tried it. I put one of these magnets on my phone. Everything was lost. <laughs> Eamon's life's work is My gone. life was ruined. My tax returns were on that thing. Wow. You do your taxes on your phone? Gone. Yep. <laughs> TurboTax does actually have a very efficient app to be discussed later. <laughs> Are they paying us for this? Yes. Hopefully one day. Hopefully one day, but not Into this it. day. So these magnets feature the likenesses of Duncan McLeod, Amanda, Joe, Mythos. And Duncan Part 2. And Duncan Part 2. Uh, a Scott. Scottish warrior, Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> oh, God. Let's do it together. Yeah. So, so make, buy, sure make sure you pick your, your magnet set, set today. You can find them on our Facebook store or on Etsy. I can't understand you when there's only one of you talking. <laughs> anyway, check them out. They're really awesome. And add them to your collection. Today. Back to the show. So we cut to the present. Uh, the dissolve is through the pocket watch, and Matt gets the buzz. And we've heard this buzz before. It's the crazy, like, laughing buzz. <laughs> yeah. So this is the mythos buzz. And so Joe walks in, and Matt's got his sword. He's like, hold on, somebody else. And it's like, it's okay. And then mythos walks in. Yay. Yay, he's back. And he drops the bomb that Callus is out. Yeah. Right. What are you talking about? Callus is in jail. Well, this is funny. So then mythos and Joe, like, are having their own problems. Yeah. And Mac is like, wait, what, what's going on? And they're like, it's watcher business. And Mac is like, whatever. And yeah. like, I, the way he delivers that line, I laughed out loud. <laughs> whatever. whatever. It's like, whatever. I, I don't care. But that's when he reveals. He's like, well, I got my own problems. And it's like, uh-oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Callus is out. Callus. Oh, also, sorry, Joe is, Joe is shocked that he's like, Callus is out of prison? Where are the watchers? Yeah. <laughs> Also, must be, the easiest, must be the easiest guy to watch. He's right. in jail. He yes. can't go anywhere. Yeah, it's like, have somebody outside or something. <laughs> or a guard could be a watcher. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, the watchers that? are never watching until it's plot convenient for them yeah. to watch. Exactly. They're the worst. <laughs> As evident by this episode, the worsters. The Worcesters. The so, Worcestershire songs. Yeah. We cut to Callus's hideout. He's having goon auditions. That's yeah. right. This looks an awful goofy, lot like uh, Horton's hideout. Bad guys. Mm. Yeah, it does. This I wonder if it is the same set place. is cool. Yeah. Like, looks like the basement of a weird cathedral or something. They have like... Flying buttresses? Yeah, flying buttresses. Good use of buttress. Buttress. The buttress uh, cycle. So, yeah, so who's N- your favorite Nino goon? comes in with a bunch of bad hombres. I like Ascot goon. Yeah, I mean... They're real bad hombres. He's, he's the clear favorite. Yeah, it's Ascot goon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like he's like pulling his Richie Ryan impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wants these guys to follow everybody that knows Mac. Yeah. And he holds up a picture that he drew of Amanda. Which uh, looks unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> like, finish the drawing. Especially her. At this point, I was so happy that they had toned down his, like, metallic voice. Oh, it's way toned down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was so crazy before. One, it just sounded like a tracheotomy, like, <laughs> machine mm, or something. Follow his friends. <laughs> <especially> <laughs> Attempting offer. So we get to visit with Maurice. We haven't seen him in a while. We cut to Maurice's cafe. We've seen him in a while. He was in Reasonable Doubt. All right, fine. 
Never mind. <laughs> Which is literally the last episode. All right, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I haven't seen it in a while because it's been a while since I've watched an episode. That's true. Okay. That's fair. Although by that, that logic, it's been a while since I've seen Duncan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Duncan, it's been a while since we've seen him. <laughs> yeah, it's been about a month since I fired up the old YouTube machine. Yeah. <laughs> did you look up these wines? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, this Kirk is Callis funny. is struggling to order yeah. wines. <laughs> None of the wines he wants, Maurice has. Right. He's just like, uh, but we sold that one last night. Right. So the one, the uh, Calon Sigur 61. Sigur? Yeah. That's uh, 500 Ooh. to $1,000 today. Oh, we're not Ooh. playing a game on this one? Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> just tell us. 500 to 1000 So Calus is a big spender. Right. Oh, also, just uh, another mention. He orders a bottle of the Lafitte as well. Tarantino's Ooh. favorite wine. Yeah. I have a note in here. I can't believe I remembered it. He orders a 54 Lafitte. In the episode Warmonger, Duncan orders a 59 Lafitte Ooh. when he's out to dinner. And I have in my notes, I can't believe I know that. I hate myself. <laughs> what the fuck? This is some Why primo you remember that Highlander before? trivia. Because I remembered it at this point in my yeah, notes. That's true. <laughs> you can only remember once. That's very true. That's well done. The tagline. <laughs> that's the tagline. So Callus is there dining, yeah. and Mac walks in. Mm-hmm. Get the buzz, and Mac instantly goes into like, I want to beat the shit out yeah. of you mode, which is good. It's his only mode. <laughs> he and Callus are having a standoff, but Nino is there, and he puts a gun to Maurice's head. So right. he's upgraded. He used to just have knives. Now he also has guns. <laughs> so they, like, hustle Maurice out. They're, like, going to kidnap him right. in front of this crowd of people who can all see this and just seem yeah. completely unimpressed. I'm like, nobody's alarmed by this, like... <laughs> That's how good the Bolognese is. Yeah. And Nino even shoots good. the gun. Yeah. Well, that's after. This, right, 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 right. This part's awesome. When Mac runs through the kitchen to, like, head them off at the pass and jumps out, out like, the window. Out the window. It is awesome. I love that. No, it's good. Like, like, it took me back to, uh, what was it? Mortal Sins, when Mac just leaps down from who knows where. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of Mac leaping. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of leaping in general. Nino leaps down to stab Amanda. Mac yeah. leaps down to ambush Nino. Mm-hmm. It's all great. I was it's, way into this. It's awesome. It so good. he houses Nino, but yeah. doesn't get the gun away. And he like grabs Maurice away, and Maurice is like, no, no, which I don't know why. He was like that. I think he doesn't want to get shot. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to guess, hang on, let me think about this a little more. What thing could he be saying no about? Hmm. Getting kidnapped and murdered by these guys. That might be it. That's true. They must think very highly of Maurice that... (laughs) That Matt cares that much. Really, part of Matt's inner circle that we should kidnap this guy. Callus Toady is like in the front seat and doesn't get out when Mac. Yeah, he's just like waiting. Yeah, I like that. Callus is also always the driver. It would seem like he's always driving around. It's like okay, I'll drive. (laughs) No, I thought Nino was driving last time. Oh yeah, last time. But I think in the future, Callus is driving. Oh, maybe not. No, I think he does. This is cutting edge stuff. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I love that it's always the driver, except for this time. Hmm. <laughs> this is real insightful. <laughs> we're, we're lighting the world. This is why people tune in, right? Oh, this is why yeah. Listen. Yeah. Whistler's at home. Write in on who's driving. <laughs> Don't. This is dumb. So there's a bit of cut dialogue here. I kind of like and wish it was still in there because their plan gets foiled by Mac coming in. Oh, that's cool. That's why this all like shakes out the way it does. They're not there to kidnap Maurice, in this way at least. So apparently, because he's asking all these wine questions, Callus goes, hey, I'm having a party tonight, and I'm sure your wine expertise would be most appreciated. Would you like to come? They're going to, I mean, they're going to end up kidnapping Maurice, but they're just going to invite him over and then keep him. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be this shit show that it turns into. So then when Mac shows up, it fucks the whole thing up. So I thought that's pretty That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Also shows that he's like being a little bit more methodical. Like this is a plan. Not like a, he's like, not just showing up to a public restaurant and kidnapping Maurice. Right. Immediately. At gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That checks out. Yeah. Breezy old Maurice. So after Mac defuses this situation. You have many enemies. And then Mac's like, well, let me give you some money so you can get out of time. He's like, I don't need your money. And then Mac produces like a fat wad of bills. And he's like, ah. He just takes it and runs. Like, Maurice, you always take the money. Also, Mac, you are like, do you always strapped with that kind of cash? Like, I think he probably is. Do you think that's why he's there? To, oh, do you think he was there to sell him to get out of town anyway? I mean, it's not 10 yeah. o'clock at night, so we know he's not there for dinner. Yeah, That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's I thought this scene was actually a good mix of like funny and sweet. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like he cares it. about Maurice. Yeah. And Maurice also cares about Mac, but is also still a, like a greedy cartoonish fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Maurice is like, for such a good guy, like you seem to be like, have a really good heart. Why is everyone always trying to kill, kill you? you? Yeah. It's, it's a good. fair question. It Mac is. Mac is, you're a very suspicious and dangerous man who poisons everyone around you. Mm. He is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe you'll tell me one day. Maybe. Then it's we, a possibility. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to Salsa's apartment. And Mithas and Joe are arguing with Salsa's wife, Christine. So I had no idea. I couldn't remember who they were talking about. I thought this was a nice bring back of yeah. callback of Salsa. Bring back. Bring back. That's a nice bring back. <laughs> I just I just do one of those the other day. To the library? Uh, bring back. It's when they bring them back from jail and you have to figure out if they're... No one cares. All right. All right. Fucking <laughs> yep. All right. Moving on. <laughs> What's okay. a bring back? It's the moment's You're past. Done. <laughs> so Kyle gets so mad when I do that. <laughs> every time you talk about law stuff, I say who cares? <laughs> and every time you get mad. <laughs> well, I just stop talking about it. It's like fine. If no one cares, we'll move on. People do care. No, they don't. I know. <laughs> so I'm just teasing. Uh anyway, she Christine is very upset. She wants to bring down the whole watcher organization for getting her husband killed. Right. I just couldn't remember who she was talking about <laughs> right. until she goes back to the bookstore. Right. But this is so interesting. The He's the bookstore. Shakespeare and Company bookstore worker. Who is the primary like chronicler of mythos. Right. right. And had his kung, kung, tongue. His kung. His, his, his tongue tut out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his tongue cut out of his head. Yeah. Ugh. By yeah. Callus. By Callus. And Rothward, me. Who did this? Me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. See ya. Oh, okay. That's uh, so, head, in a moment of desperation, Mythos picks up a, an extremely really large knife life. that's yeah, just that was on like, the coffee doing? table. It's a dramatic letter opener. Yeah, it's like, that's not a letter opener, right? Uh, and then he slices open his hand yep. to show her that he's immortal, too. And he's like, we've known each other. See, I'm a good guy. We're not all bad. Yeah, she thinks, like, all immortals are monsters and, like, the truth needs to be out there, man. Yeah. Hey. Which also, like, the truth needs to be out there, man. Pretty okay position, I think. They kind of try to cast her unsympathetically, I think. Yes. She's not wrong, though. Yeah, I guess not. Sorry. People seem a little divided. No, no, this, I'm but. not divided. It's something I didn't really kind of consider much. Uh, yeah. Thinking that, like, like, oh, her position is fairly justifiable. That, like, like Horton, like, there is a race of people out there that will rule humanity. Yeah. Maybe this is a little fucked. Yeah, and also just, like has magical abilities and is influencing history. Like, that's enough that the public has a vested interest in it. That's true. And, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. And that the fact that there's, like, this secret society that's apparently, like, willing to commit assassinations, that's worthwhile information, too. It's, like, weird conspiratorial Illuminati shit, but, you know, maybe there is a genuine public interest in this information. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It'd be interesting to have another watcher in the mix that maybe was sympathetic with her or helped give her this information or something. Yeah. To further just, this point-counterpoint. I think that's kind of interesting, but she wants to go to the press. Right. She's not convinced by Mythos' thing. 
Mm-hmm. That he's a good guy or whatever. She's just like, Bleh, you're gross. Get out. <laughs> yeah, you're um, a monster. So Joe and Mythos leave, and one of Callus's goons has been outside listening to the entire conversation inside, I guess, or something. Yeah, it's like they left the window open, and like <laughs> <laughs> he can hear everything. Yeah, but he, I guess, garners all this information mm-hmm. as well, which is important. And Mythos and Joe are kind of buddy buddying up a little bit. They've yeah, got gr- like they've the, got great chemistry. This is like the beginning of the buddy cop story of Mythos and Joe, which is just a real gem. Yeah, they hit it off instantly. It's great. So there's like a little bit of the rehashing of some dialogue from Mythos. Like, it's like, oh, would you expect Buddha or something? Like, I'm just a guy, Joe. Uh, Because Joe, I guess, is a little awestruck with Mythos, thinking he'll have some, like... Because he's like, what kind of fucking plan was that? Like, just cut your hand open? Like, that's stupid. He's like, well, I don't know. What else do I got? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Also, this this scene is very blue. There's like a blue filter on this. Yeah, is this hmm. like a day for night thing? Maybe that's what it is. It's very blue. Also, at some point in this conversation, does Mythos imply that Santa Claus was real? Wait, hold on, oh. back up. I, I remember him mentioning Santa Claus. Like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like, at some point, like Joe is like being incredulous about something. He's like, next you're going to tell me that Santa Claus isn't real. And then Mythos gives him a look like, mm. and, then, <laughs> okay, and, and, okay. Joe, and Joe like has like a, huh? I was like, are you talking about like there being a real Santa Claus? What's going on? Maybe Let's double Santa down on Claus that. Santa Claus is an immortal. Right? That yeah. makes sense. Is that what yeah. the theory is? I think it I is. I think that checks out. All right. So yeah. in the world of Highlander, they listen to midi Sidney Bechet music <laughs> constantly. And Nick, Saint Nicholas <laughs> is immortal. Is immortal. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is all what a weird Check. world. What yeah. checking all these boxes. <laughs> Mythos actually thinks things are going to be okay because it's like. Nobody's going to believe this crazy broad. Right, right. Yeah, well, he says that he took all of Sal's notes. Right, right. and like wipe the computers. computers. He's like, there's nothing she's got but her word, and it sounds fucking nuts. It'll get filed away with alien abductions and Elvis sightings. He says. And Santa Claus. And Santa Claus. And, and Bat Boy. The Bat Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Bat Boy attacks Saddam Hussein. So then we cut to Callus's hideout, and we get some crazy ADR with this like yeah. French goon. His name is Gannette. Jeanette? Jeanette? I don't know. Jeanette. So he tells Callus all about this disc and the whole yeah. thing. He's like, oh, wait, the other goons get a load of this. They're going to love it. I yeah. don't think it's particularly funny. <laughs> Snap. And he just snaps his neck. Callus yeah. is snapping a lot of necks. Yeah. And just takes this guy downtown. How many of his own goons does Callus rack up in the course of these episodes? He, by the end, he's out of goons. Like, yeah, because yeah. well, he's murdered them all. <laughs> yeah. He's very, he's a very shitty guy to work for. No wonder he has to like scrape the bottom of the barrel with like Ascot Man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when Nino comes in, he's like, get me another. This, this one's broken. It's pretty good. <laughs> he's so evil. It's great. Yeah, he's uh, great. Uh, also, so- he's wearing a real goofy suit with, like, really high pants. <laughs> he's, like, wearing, like, a granddad suit when yeah. he snaps this guy ne- guy's neck. I'm like, this is a weird juxtaposition. <laughs> so we then cut to the Shakespeare and Company bookstore after hours. And After hours. That's right. That's when they bring out the special yeah. collection. <laughs> they bring out the Balzac. <laughs> so Christine is there. Uh, in the dark. In the dark. As you do. Yep. Whenever you need to research something on a computer, you do it in a basement in the dark. She's not you go even to a, there to research things on a computer. No. but well, she, I don't even know what she's actually I kind of don't know what she's there to do. But she, she looks at a picture yeah. of Mythos slash Adam Pearson palling around with Seltzer. Yeah. And uh, Just, she gets all upset and throws the frame yeah. on the ground. But then Which, luckily, a, lucky she picked that photo. Yep. Yeah. There's a compact disc hidden behind it. Is it an interactive CD-ROM? It is. Spare <laughs> no expense. Yeah, spare no expense. The original Watcher Chronicle. It's a database of all the immortals and watchers. <laughs> Which appears to just be images with like right? three words of text. And it has... Beep, boop, beep, 
beep, boop, so beep, much beeping boop, and bopping. Brrr. And yeah, this high-tech database contains... <laughs> <laughs> it just has their picture. It has, like, their mentor, their current assignment. It's like... It's like, this doesn't even have enough that you could send somebody a birthday card. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no phone numbers, no addresses. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to break it all wide open. <laughs> right. There is very little information. Yeah. Like, shockingly little. <laughs> But hey, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then Joe, it's still in beta, technically. Yeah, so. that's true. Joe like sneaks in and is like really creepily like, "I wish you hadn't seen that." Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. I didn't occur to me how creepy that is. They is stand weird. there in the dark. Although I guess Joe said earlier he was going to be watching her. Yeah, he said he's going. He's like, I still don't trust her. After yeah. Mythos is like, ah, it'll be fine. He's like, Well, I'm going to follow her around. So that's how he knows about the disc. So the- she takes it and is like, Uh oh, Joe. So then we cut to the Nosferatu Jazz Club. It's, it's back. It's I was, back. I was glad they brought this thing back. And is this singer woman from the previous episode as well? Yeah. She is. And she's also, this is her only IMDb credit. Well, this is and the other episode. Yeah. So she definitely is like a Ken Gord dub special, right? Like you're a rando person that's not really an actor. Dubs, uh, but Ken Gord dubstep special. Dubstep. dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why she talks like. Yeah. <laughs> Ken's like, we got to dub this. Yeah. <laughs> no one this can is, understand yeah, it. No, this is not working out. So she gives Mac the address of the bartender, but I, I thought this was funny. Why? Why did she do this? <laughs> she was like, I don't think he likes you. <laughs> That's really funny. That's because he like beat the shit yeah, out of him and poured, poured beer, beer on, on his head. head. Yeah. This is the only Matt white supremacist Mac actually took a hard stand on. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. And Mortal Sins, he's like, you skinheads are fine. Well, that guy's okay. Yeah. But this this bartender guy, I'm going to... I'm gonna wreck him. So on his way out, he gets the buzz Ooh. in the stairwell, and he kind of hides. And but it's not kind of. Nope, it's Amanda. Ooh. So she's trying to clean up her own mess. Yeah, I came here to hear some jazz. Right, yeah. that's pretty yeah. funny. And then what's her second ex- excuse? I came here to hear jazz, and then she comes up with something else. He's like, "All right, fine." I was looking for Callus. I don't remember the second excuse. So, okay, you remembered the wine yeah. that's ordered in <laughs> an episode last season. I have but... an odd brain. Yeah. So I have a question, guys. Can we talk about this? So how is this jazz club still open? What is going on here? Callus, we know, has it bare minimum oh, has been in prison, been in prison for... for months. So so he can't have a manager. That woman can't run the place herself, Keith. I, well, that's one of my she, questions. She that's a note fun. I have that written down, so that's possible, <laughs> is that I guess this place is just sustaining itself. However, there are m- other people besides Callus. But, like, he's, the, but he's, the owner. he's the owner of this place. Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Go on. Also, in my brain, I kind of imagine, like, he had to buy this place. So this, this place is new, so I can't imagine it turned that much of a profit. But Callus probably put a bunch of money in the bank because he's really rich. But I do imagine Callus... How do we know it's new? I guess, he, well, that's the other thing. I guess he could have bought, he, bought a pre-existing jazz club. Or it, he could have owned it since the 30s. Oh, this like, is a long-standing jazz club he's had. There's no reason to assume... <laughs> there's no reason to assume No, you're right. No, no, that's good. I like that, too. Because I have notes in here about, like, well, I, I kind of like to imagine that he moved to Paris. Paris. He see this, saw this club. He's like, ah, oh, we got to pick a menu. We got to design the the walls. We got to pick up furniture. In my head, there's a whole you fan fiction. Whole Martha there's Stewart a fantasy. <laughs> of there's Callus. a separate Callus cycle of Callus joyfully opening a jazz club <laughs> because he loves jazz so much. Yeah, yeah. This is his joy. This is his passion project, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is what it's this all is about. Callus killing killing Mac. Joy. Yeah, <laughs> killing Mac is really a sideshow. Yeah. Kind of. Killing Mac is like Callus's job. <laughs> but opening this jazz club is his, is his passion. passion. Yeah. That all checks out. So we got to Gerard's apartment. Gerard's dead. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> so they break in. 
Uh, Amanda picks the lock or whatever because Mac can't fucking do it. Why is why he, is Mac? Why is Gerard dead? Yeah, why is he dead? That's I did. I couldn't piece that together. Good question. Don't why isn't the jazz lady dead? Don't know. This is weird. Callus is really cleaning house in a suspicious way. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, or is it just because he knows this guy's unreliable? He's like, yeah, Mac will probably pour some beer on his head. Yeah, he'll he'll resist until he goes for the stout. And he then did. He'll be he like, did. He did spill the beans before. Maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah, but Callus knew that. And also, this... kill him then. And Callus is the one who told him where he was going. He shouldn't have yeah. done that. Callus spilled his own beans. Well, and this guy doesn't <laughs> have information to give Mac anymore. Like, no, why, no. Would he? why isn't this guy one of Callus's new goons? He should be brought back into the fold. Yeah. And then Callus could have killed him because he kills all his goons. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. This doesn't make sense. Although there, I thought there was some very funny dialogue because uh, they, they walk in and the place is like a real shit all. Mac's like, this place has got like a real lived in look. Yeah. And then when they find Gerard's body, Amanda's like, it's got a real died in look. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really good. Yeah, it was funny. Mac then sees the goon like run past. <laughs> and they chase him down the steps. And the way they fall down the steps made me laugh for well, some first, reason. First, Mac throws Amanda onto the, the bed. So he on can the sh- corpse. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so like she can, he can chase the guy. It's like, why? Yeah. Why'd you do that? Also, this goon can't hurt her. You know that. Also yeah. true. But, well, there's a reason for why he throws her. I mean, I think they do it for, like, laughs. Like, it's like, mm. this is kind of their dynamic. Like, oh, let me go first. You know, mm. I think it's okay in this scenario. I, I think this is better than Max's treatment of her in other situations. Sure. But they filmed this differently prior. There's a whole second version of this. Again, the violence on television thing, I guess, was kind of, like, really amping up. Like, we talked about that in uh, Mortal Sins. Like, is uh, this pre or post Sipowitz's butt? Ooh. That's 94? Okay. Maybe? I think. Ooh, can't believe I don't know that one off the top of my head. Dennis yeah. Franz. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, get, I think maybe we take for granted like that there was a big argument about, like that was really amping up about like, hey, what's violence on television like and all this sort of stuff. And now it's like out of control how much violence is on yeah, television. Yeah, nobody cares. Right, nobody it's cares like, at all. Yeah. But the original version of this was this guy was hiding in the closet when he heard them come in. Uh, and Amanda opens the closet and he fucking like shoots her or whatever. And she goes flying back onto the bed. She gets like, uh, shot in the chest. So then Mac chases her. Yeah. And then there's even more footage of when they're they're walking down the stairs. Like Mac is carrying Amanda down the stairs. She wakes up, sees the dead body. And she's like, what happened to him? It's very funny. <laughs> that's <laughs> Damn. Huh, that's funny. Yeah. So, so this was, was a little different the first time around. Yeah. So Mac like tackles the guy and the gun goes off and the guy like accidentally shoots himself and yeah. expires. Which is convenient. This one's convenient. This one not. this one's broken. <laughs> Give me another one. So the next morning, Amanda and Mac are walking. I guess they've been out all night looking, and Amanda's like, I'm really tired of all of this. We should just like turn it in. And then they both notice, I guess, separate goons. I think this is kind of funny that they both see different guys they're like oh like that guy over there the old guy and it's like no the guy with the scarf and there's like two people watching them so then they split up chasing these people people and one's like an old leather daddy right yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) the gothic asshole (laughs) smack beats up one with a trash can lid yeah this is awesome (laughs) and then just like has his face pinned against the wall with the trash can lid yeah and amanda gets cornered by... Well, she first corners red scarf guy. Yeah. And then, like, three more goons come out. One of them is also wearing a red scarf. So it's like the red scarf, scarf gang. gang. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Yeah, it's like the red hood gang. It's yeah. the red scarf gang. She's outnumbered. Yeah. And she gets, like, injected with something. Yeah, this her. is very creepy. She gets roofied or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just quick question about Amanda's capabilities. Because Amanda wrecks people later. She right. seems very competent later. Here, she's, like, barely does anything yeah. in this fight against these three guys. But then later, when it's time for her to escape, she's like the Shaolin master. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. 
Yeah, this is another, like, she's just as skilled or competent as the plot needs her to be. Yeah, she needs he, to get captured. Yeah, so, like, she's often incompetent until she's, like, a wizard. Right. But this never happens with Mac. Like, Mac never gets to be really that incompetent at fighting, right? Like, does Mac get captured much? We Have, have we seen that yet? Deadly medicine. That's oh, that's true. right. He's very captured. Mm. That's because he got hit by a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ultimate Highlander weapon. <laughs> when he was going that to, is true. When he was going to Cookie Town. <laughs> Go to Cookie Town. So, Amanda is a man napped. What? Yep. And so Max sees Callus driving by. He gets the bus yeah. and sees that she's like pressed against the window. He, this is like holding her face in the window. Yep. Yeah, it's just like, hmm, see? So what What ends up happening with Trash Kangoon? Does I, he get anything useful out of him? Does he break his arm or not? I don't think so. I don't think he gets anything out of him. No. no. Does he just let him go? I don't know. It's he, like, yeah, this would like, be a great time to ask, where's the hideout? Which is like the crucial plot point yeah. later. Yeah. It's a. Uh, That's a really good point. <laughs> it's like how does it's one of those things. It's like how does this interaction end? Yeah, like they like all TV shows do that where like there's a really tense, awkward interaction, it's and then cut. it cuts, and it's like, wait, no, how did that conversation right. end? Yeah. Like, how did you walk away from that conversation without the other person stopping you? Right, right. <laughs> well, I guess Simon is kidnapped. You can go home. <laughs> so we cut near the barge, and Joe and Mythos are walking. Speaking of like the way conversations start and stop in TV shows is like, they're now talking about like, the, what are you talking about that you made this CD? It's like, you didn't talk about that earlier? Guess not. But yeah, they had the radio on right in, the, in, in the, the car. car yeah. 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 Like, uh, no, no, no. They're doing a foreigner marathon. I yeah. really like it. Yeah. So I'm hot blooded. No talking in the car while I'm driving. <laughs> it's distracting. Don't, don't distract me. Mythos is explaining that him and Dom were working on this like interactive database. I didn't even know he knew what a backup file was. Right. <laughs> also, you can see the barge has clearly been moved. This is like for something must have happened. Maybe another flood or something. Like the barge is the background is completely different. Hmm. So the there's like ground. apartments and shit in the background. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. Ooh, nice apartment. Detail. Joe is like, this is the end of the world. This getting out. And Mythos is just like, whatever, man. Right. <laughs> Empires rise and fall, baby. <laughs> He's very yeah. unimpressed with this whole threat. He's just yeah. like, mm, we'll be fine. If Mythos was like the hero of the show, this episode would have been over already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amanda's dead. He's just like, oh, <laughs> is out there. Whatever. All, right. all immortals are exposed. Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, inside they reveal all this to Mac. And Mac is, like, the one worried about, like, there's going to be, like, ma- mass hysteria, dogs and cats sleeping Governments together. are going to be, half the governments in the world are going to be running after us. Yeah. What's that, like, calculation? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why only half? <laughs> why not all? Why not all? Why I don't know. All. Or maybe he's just contemplating that some were just like, no, you're cool. Yeah. Let's just ignore it. That's all right. <laughs> the okay. KGB will be like, yeah. Eh, yeah, whatever. this is fine. So we cut to Callus's hideout, and Amanda is asking him if she's going to be dead or is she there for bait. And he's also trying to. She's also then trying to seduce Callus, right? Which leads to the very funny line: "It's tempting, but I lived in a monastery for three hundred years." So, like, yeah. I guess he's just done with sex. Is that the idea? I think it's that he can control his boner. Yeah, ah. he's got expert bone control. <laughs> yeah, he's, okay. He's just like, I'm not going to be seduced, like. I know what your game is. Or he's going to custom to fucking dudes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so then Nino comes in. Callus yeah. is on his way out. He's like, no touching. No Not touching. No touching. Well, and then as he walks away, he's like, Beat. I like that. I, yeah. cool. I like when he said um, there are greater gifts than immortality, and he's like basically saying, the whole reason I'm doing this to Mac is because he fucking busted my throat up. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is good. I, it's yeah, good it the characters good. have real motivations to fight Mac. Yep. Yeah. And once again, his fucking throat scar is disgusting. It's gross. <laughs> it's... I like retched when I saw it. I was like... <laughs> And we see it again in the next episode, and I am not okay with it. <laughs> I have a note that's just like, this is gross. <laughs> so good job to whoever designed that. Yeah, whoever did the little like prosthesis on that yeah. or whatever. So we cut back to the barge. Mac is convinced that Amanda's still alive, I guess, because Callus likes to leave his victims dangling. Uh, they call like, him Callus the Cat. <laughs> yeah. Because he likes to play. Uh, so he's like, Callus is going to contact me. And just then, bring, bring. but it's for Joe. Oh, I didn't get what this phone call was. I kind of wondered that as well. And I think, is there a scene that's reordered in this that it might have to do with? Like, it's not Christine calling him, right? Because why no. would she do that? I just wanted to say my appointment's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this Please time. don't come and try to yeah, shoot I'm me. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> don't come and try to stop me. <laughs> Maybe she had a thing for Joe. There you go. Don't try to stop me from delivering this compact disc to the Tribune. <laughs> that's not the only thing that's compact, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so we cut back to Callus's hideout. Amanda's all tied up. Also, at this point, Magically I realized... Competent. Yeah. I was wondering, is this the same hideout that Callus was in before where he was shocking nipples? Oh, maybe. Right? This is his yeah. torture this sex dungeon. This is his dungeon. nip yeah. room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the nip room. That's actually the name of his next club, is the, the nip, nip room. room. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me everything. So Amanda... I like the uh, top that Amanda's wearing. I bet you do. (laughs) How much do you bet? All of my money. Okay, Okay. well, you already said it, so (laughs) I declined the bet. Um, So she gets off her She gets her, like, leg ropes free somehow. Right. She, like, wiggles out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the other goon's going to, like, tie her back up, but then he gets all, like, touchy and gross. Yeah. Of course. He's, like, feeling up her legs. Uh, She's like, you touch me, I touch you. And then she, like, kicks him in the face. And then starts doing crazy Does all this like nutso kung fu shit. It's like where was this in the alley? Yeah, where was this? And she's just destroying <laughs> testicles. Yeah, she's the testicle terminator. She like rolls forward and kicks the poker table they're playing at right like into the one guy, and then does like all these crazy backflips. Definitely stunt double. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, then she jumps on the one guy's like face and breaks his... There's so much neck, neck breaking. breaking. Oh, yeah. She fucking kills that guy. Yeah, yeah. she does. Yeah. And then she stomps that guy's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ball blitz. Pretty intense. Yeah. And then she's... She's pretty, out of there. It's like, where, where were these moves in that fucking alley, man? Yeah. Or when she was fighting Callus. <laughs> yeah. When she was just like flailing. Like, yeah. whoa, what do I do with this sword? So did anyone notice the biggest plot hole in these two episodes come up here? No. Where's Callus's hideout? I don't know, Amanda. You just left. Uh. <laughs> right? Uh, I really didn't have problems assuming there were two locations. You think there's two sex dungeons? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, short. I guess. Like, I didn't pay enough attention, but I just thought it was the same place. I definitely. How can this be a different place? Maybe they just hold her somewhere else. Or maybe they're in the sewers and it's like you're going to search 50 gajillion miles of catacombs or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know a fair point. I mean, I, yeah. I just chalk it up to as a whoops. Like, I didn't even bottle. think about that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a that good she point. she leaves wherever this is. So. Yeah. So she should theoretically know where it is. She should. Or maybe Callus moves after she escapes. Mm-hmm. To a very, that, very similar yeah. <laughs> sex dungeon. Yeah. He just has them all look the same. Right. <laughs> to confuse his sex victims. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Amanda. Your nipples won't know which yeah. way is which. <laughs> <laughs> Up is down. Left is right. Nips are butts. Nips are butts. <laughs> is that a t-shirt? 
<laughs> yes. Could be now. Nips our butt. So we cut to the uh, the Tribune offices, ramping up the to the tribune end of the... Tribune offices. <laughs> Tri- Why did I say Tribune? The Tribune. It's another Keith pronunciation. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? So she's in the office <laughs> at the Tribune. <laughs> God damn it. Worst. So she's uh, waiting for her appointment to start, and Joe approaches, and he tries to convince her... One more time. One more time. And she's like, no. It'll be the end of everything. The Watchers, the Immortals. Yeah. She's like, I beg you. And she's like, nope. And then he fucking <laughs> flashes a piece. Yeah. I was like, whoa, escalating quickly. This is intense. Don't this make is intense. me do this. But then I laughed when he like opens his coat <laughs> and the sound they make. The like, Want to buy a watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some scalp tickets here. Depeche mode. Depeche mode. <laughs> So I had a bunch of questions. This comes up in the next episode, too. Like, Joe's role in this organization, at this point, I'm like, he must be pretty high up. He's handling this. But, like, definitely in the next episode, I'm like, how high is Joe up on the rung here? Not very? I or... thought I think very high in yeah, the next episode. Yeah, I do episode. think very high. Well, I think he, but he... I guess another one of their classic mistakes is it would seem that Joe and Mythos have not told anybody, anybody about this yeah. insanely problematic thing that's going down. I guess because they don't want to get in trouble. They did. Who? Well, in the next episode. Well, yeah, no, clear. in the in the next episode, they're trying to take but care. They of don't this. have like any backup, right? You know what I mean, like like a second shooter. What do you yeah, mean, like a second yeah. shooter? What do, you, what do you need a second in the grassy knoll? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? It like, just seems like there should be more hands on this thing. Like, for instance, someone breaking in and robbing this disc from our house, or yeah. something. I don't know any number of things other than Joe on a park bench flashing a piece. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't do it. I don't know. That, again, does not seem like plan Another a. random watcher just, like, pretend to, like, rob her or something. Right. Is that too crazy? No, Maybe. it's not too crazy. Well, is it, I mean, is anything crazier than a broad daylight shooting in front of a... Yeah. In front, well, exactly. of, in front of Yeah, in front of a newspaper. How many... How many that's a big building. It and is. And they apparently own the whole thing. So how many employees do you think that newspaper has? Nobody seems to even notice a gunshot go off. Yeah. <laughs> and also, a dead body that will just be there yeah, for and, and maybe also, a little bit. she knows the shooter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she also like. It's not like she didn't yeah. even know. It's like that just fucking happened outside, and yeah. I guess she just is like, well, I oh, guess I got a uh, gunshot up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was my family friend Joe Dawson who did it. <laughs> family friend. <laughs> no, so, yeah, this is like Plan F or lower, <laughs> really, on, is plan F. on the scale. So I think Joe should have been a little more open. We can talk about it in the next episode, but it's very queer that they know. Because the guy... Really? Yeah, it's very queer. Do I, should I say it now? No, I want to wait till next episode. All stay right. tuned, listeners. Next yeah. week, cliffhanger. <laughs> this is the cliffhanger you stay for, right? <laughs> okay, so she goes into the Tribune. <laughs> yeah. And, well, oh, well, of course, Mac comes in Mac at the last minute. jumps ahead of Joe's bullet and, and gets and fucking Mythos shot. And Mythos is also there. Yeah. I don't know where he came from either. Yeah. Hold on. And I think I remember what that scene was. Remember, we're like, oh, what was that phone call about? Yeah. No, I think you're right. It is Christine calling. I think it's it might be on the DVD. It's cut footage. Mm-hmm. And she's explaining that she's going to the paper. Mm-hmm. And Mac hears about it. That's that's why that scene's in there. So Mac knows to go to the paper. Oh. Uh, right. Because that's otherwise, without that scene, I, I don't think, think about. I don't think he ever How is privy he know to that information. Where that's what that is. scene is. I yeah. Right. So there we go. I think that's what that call is. Please. <laughs> One more time. Please. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I like the end of this episode. So too. Mac hobbles off after yeah. being shot in the back or whatever. It's just um, like, why? Why? Why'd you save her? And I like this meet this line. He's like, he didn't save her. He's like, he saved you. That's good. Boom. It is Boom. good. We clean up our own. And that's the end of the episode. Right. It's yeah. just to be continued. Yeah. So yeah. this is a cliffhanger. This is a good one. This I, is a good one. What is Callus doing? Why did Callus leave? 
leave leave, leave his lair with Amanda tied up. Oh yeah, like what's he up to? Yeah, he's what got is, a life. What is he doing? Exactly. See, this is Callus has got this oh, all he's, crazy he's thing. Oh, taking he's taking care of the club. club. He's taking care of the club. He's got. He's well. He's interviewing new bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my last bartender had an unfortunate died-in experience. <laughs> yeah, how, good question. What is he up to? How do you hold under pressure when beer is poured on your head? <laughs> Let's try it, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where I am. That's funny. Should we read some Watcher Chronicles for this episode? Yeah, I think yeah. we should. Okay, so we have one Watcher Chronicle for this episode. And is it it's, Hamza? That's right, Hamza Al-Kahir. Mm. I want to make a ham tarot joke, but I can't make it work. A what? Ham Taro. Do you know him with Hamza's name? Ham Taro. Do you remember Ham Taro? I don't remember Ham Taro. He's a little hamster, Japanese hamster. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Anyway. Not Hammerai. Very good. All right, so. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> See, like this, the hamster that was on Power Rangers? Hattori Hamzo. There we go. Hattori Hamzo? Mm-hmm. That is good. Kill Bill. So, known alias is Hamza Ibn Muhammad Al Khatib, born 600 in Makkah, Arabia. His first death was in 645 in Battle for Allah, it says. In Battle for Allah? In Battle for Allah. So. Okay. All right. Real nebulous. Is that a thing? I don't think so. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that is a little weird, I think. Uh, Battle for Allah. It's like, what is this? Is that a prequel for Battle of the Planets? Do you remember that? That's the prequel to the Quran. Yeah. All right, his first teacher was Salim Abudan. Salim Abuda. Um, his original cultural affiliation is Muslim Arab. Recent what base of operations. did you say he died? 600? 645. Sure. Okay. All right, uh, recent base of operations, Algiers, occupation. Teacher, recent? Well, I mean, I guess up until the point he died, that was yeah. the most recent. <laughs> occupation, teacher of swordsmanship, poet. What? He's a teacher of swordsmanship? And uh-huh. he gets fucking shithoused by Xavier <laughs> Saint Well, it's like those who can't do teach. Yeah. yeah oh, boy. And they his roster for status three is. seconds. This, yeah. All right. Here's his Watcher Chronicle Hamza El Kahir, a man of honor, devout before Allah, faithful friend, caring husband, poet, artist, is dead. <laughs> Cut down by the sword of Xavier Saint Cloud, coward, murderer. Hamza was born in the time... He seem like a coward in this one. Yeah. Well, he's not at this point. No, he just walks, walks up, up and is like, like fight me, and he uses a sword, and he doesn't use all sorts of weird gadgets and shit. Yeah, this is his pre-gas phase. <laughs> that's that's me before I eat a cheese platter. That's uh. my pre-gas stage. <laughs> all right. Uh, Hamza was born in the time of the prophet in the holy city of Makkah and died his first death battling for Allah. In Damascus, he learned the craft of swordsmanship, then journeyed on to Granada. There he created his masterwork, the curved blue-gray blade known as the Daughter of Justice, and remained until the people of Allah were driven out by the infidel. He moved on to Rabat, then to Algiers. There he lived a simple life as a teacher of swordsmanship and poet. It was there he freed Duncan MacLeod from the slave market and became his teacher. Interesting. So Duncan MacLeod was a slave? Maybe. Wow. Weird. I mean, that's why he's an abolitionist later. Yeah. Ah, uh, it was there that Xavier found and challenged him, and Hamza chose to give up his head rather than his honor. Hamza has found his place in paradise. On the last day, Xavier will not be so fortunate. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I don't know why the flashback's there, but no, interesting yeah. enough. Very good. So that is the only Watcher Chronicle I have for this episode, guys. From Hammerai? From Hammerai. 
Hammurabi's code. That's it. Mm. Well, should we play a game? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Game time. All right, so you guys are going to give each other clues. This is kind of cooperative. Keith, why don't you go first by giving your list to Eamon. You'll have one minute to get him to guess everything on those cards. Mm-hmm. And you can pretty much say anything except for what's written. So Ooh. go Sounds nuts. Good. And are these all Highlander-related uh, yes, things, I'm assuming? Mm. Good luck, have fun, and your time starts now. Um, you shoot arrows out of this. Uh, it's Crossbow. Like, yes. Uh, it's a game we play. It has numbers. It's the title of the game. Three and five. Yes. Uh, this is the uh, the immortal teacher in this episode. Hamza. Fought- yes. Uh, this is the goon in this episode. He's crazy bonkers. Yep. Why are these flipped around? Jesus. Uh, this is the bookstore that they go to. Shakespeare. Last word. Wait. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. And more, more people and- are involved. Oh, Shakespeare and Sons? Shakespeare and Brothers? Shakespeare. Uh, it's a theater group. It's called a... Uh, troop. Shik- what uh, the fuck? <laughs> All right, pass. Um, famous uh, uh, pa- Parisian um, monument. Eiffel Tower. Other one. Oh, shit. It's stone. Uh, it's Notre big. Dame. No, nope. Oh, Not a it. church. Pass. Nope. Um, this is... Oh, this is an old one. Uh, it's one of Tessa's sculptures. It's a breakfast. Bacon in flight? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is water with bubbles in it, and champagne. Kind of, no, no, water. Seltzer, yes, salsa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any more time? Nope. Damn it! <laughs> you were out of time before that last one. God damn I, it! I, I let you. So it was seltzer. Also, was this supposed to be seltzer water or seltzer from the show? Maybe we'll have to uh, <laughs> check Eamon. the spelling on that. No, maybe we'll have to see Eamon's list. <laughs> All right. So Eamon, the ones you missed were Shakespeare and Company. Oh, I didn't say that. No, oh. I said Shakespeare and Sons. <laughs> Sons. Is that like Munford and Sons. <laughs> uh, I did a very poor job of describing all of these, but uh, Arc de Triomphe. Oh, it? I don't think I would have got that. Sorry. That's okay. Eamon, it is now your turn to get this. So, how many total did you get, Keith? It's really cooperative. So, like, it doesn't uh, there were seven in this pile. Yes. Uh, so five. Five. All Eamon. Right. Go. So uh, you mispronounced the name of this establishment in this very episode, and it's a newspaper. Tribune. Yep. Uh, this is the bad guy of this episode. Cows. Yep. Uh, this is the name of the jazz club that. This Cal- Yep. Uh, this uh, Batman uses one of these to ascend his Grappling buildings. Up. Yep. Uh, this is the game where I read uh, comments from a certain Watch website. Yep. Uh, this is a Parisian uh, monument. That's not the one I you asked hard. me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the name of Mythos's alter ego, Adam Pearson. Yep. And Salser. This is yep. The name <laughs> of that guy. Yes. You got them all. <laughs> Yay! Very good. Good job, Evan. Good, Good job, Keith. I think there were actually eight. I think there were originally seven, but then when you were mispronouncing Tribune, I added it. <laughs> <laughs> With time to spare. That's yeah. right. Bonus points. Yeah. Bonus points. So, yeah, there was Seltzer and there was Seltzer. seltzer. <laughs> That's Trixie. That yeah, is. very Trixie, like a little hobbit. Trixie uh, hobbit. So, so that was taboo i guess amen on keith wins over keith on amen that's how i like you it. insert hey, keith, hey, insert whatever joke you want <laughs> <laughs> i'll insert a joke my penis 
<laughs> because it's small. <laughs> it's such a joke. So, what do we think of this episode? Let's Final talk thoughts? about it. I Let's like dissect it. This episode, even though it's uh, kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blisteringly hot take. Tell me more. Well, like we discussed, Amanda's plan is garbage. <laughs> it's hot garbage. <laughs> like in that she is hot and her plan is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's cool. The premise is flimsy a little bit. Interesting. It's not even the whole premise. It's just the first. The first shot yeah. is flimsy. So I can I can overlook that pretty easily. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, shrug. Well, the fact that it's like not systematic, I think everything that flows after that point isn't bad. Mm-hmm. It's just like that first touchstone is weird. But frankly, it's almost irrelevant. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't all that matters that he is that he's Cal's out of jail. Cal needs to get out of prison. That's, That's the point of all of this. Exactly. Right. So yeah. like even if the Amanda springing him is kind of dumb, who cares? Like, right. Right. It's does it doesn't structurally change the episode except to up Amanda's emotional investment in the outcome. Right. I like that all the players almost are on the board. Almost, yeah. It's except for yep. our Richie. Richie. Our, our Richie. Our, our, our friend Richie. and ally Richie Ryan. Yeah. Like, it is, is a bummer that he's not in this of all episodes. Like yeah. because the whole gang is in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like literally the whole gang. Gangs you didn't even know you needed. Like when you get Xavier in it. It's like, yeah. Fucking Richie, man. Yeah. He is mentioned maybe in the next episode. He's mentioned in the next episode. Yeah. It's like the people Duncan cares about or whatever. Yeah. This episode's a lot of mechanics. Is like, Richie's picture in the CD when they're looking through no. the pictures? Because I wrote everybody's name down and it's Bummer. not yeah. on there. <laughs> but how much does their favorite bottle of wine cost? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only wrote the important stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, Rex Goliath, $10. <laughs> Cock wine. <laughs> Cock wine. You don't call it cock wine? Is, Is that, that just me? Rooster shit wine? The, the Rex Goliath. Yeah. It's like the real cheap. You can buy a handle of it for like 10 bucks. Oh, it's gonna, I know where I'm going after this. <laughs> yeah. Get some cock wine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this episode, like, paired with the second part, which we'll be discussing next week, like, the second part has a lot of emotional stuff, which I really like. This yeah. one, like, it's, I don't know if it's a bummer that it's kind of divided up almost evenly among the, ep- or not evenly among the episodes. It's like, this is very mechanical. It's like, getting all the pieces moving, and like, you know, th- this is where the threat is introduced. Like, There's a lot to set in motion. Yeah, like, there is. Lot. And like, it does it, it all being, really well, which is good. Like, it ends up being, like, a kind of complicated plot that's mm-hmm. going on. Especially with all these parties, like there's there's a Watcher plot, there's like Callus stuff, and then there's like Amanda's thing. I don't know. There's a lot and, going on, and they're all interrelated. Well, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. in a way that a lot of times when there's two plots, they tend to be kind of distinct. Yeah, the B plot is just the B plot, and it's not. Just like it Richie never has comes a racing to, career, right? Ah. It has nothing to do with the yeah. the other plots. Yeah, so this is cool. that's cool. Callus sells it with the performance. Oh, yeah, he's, he's great. great. It's yeah. great. Uh, I think the weakest part of this episode is the flashback, which is a real bummer because it's like a cool time period. It's a great flashback in a different episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Rolling Gift, I was so excited to see him back, but then like it just kind of ends. I yeah, yeah, they don't. Give it's him a shrug on a it. A lot to do. Yeah, they give him very little to do, and I feel yeah. like that's fine. Like just seeing him, it's like a nice little touch. And we didn't get to see like a lot of my favorite things about him. Yeah, like him like living like the decadent high life and like being this kind of degenerate evil. Yeah, just like they did the vampire, have a whole episode set in this time period. Like I want to see that. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Because well, even the costumes are awesome. Like, yeah, it's great. The costumes <laughs> are great. And Roland Gift just seems like like a hired assassin in this almost or something. And not well, they like... describe him as an assassin at some yeah. point. Yeah. But it's... he's obviously there on personal business. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, the scheming, malevolent yeah. Roland Gift we're used to. Yeah. I think I think if they give him more time, we crazy. would get that. Yeah. We would get like... Woo-hoo. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I 100% agree with you that that's like the weakest moment. 
So like high point grappling hook crossbow. Low point. <laughs> yeah. Do we have sure. more to say that we want to tie up? Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if there's just, much to say. Like there's not just, too many criticisms good. that I yeah. have. It's it's well, this I is think, one of my favorite episodes this season, I think. I think I mean, this second, coupled with the second my problem is like I don't want to like blow my load. Like <laughs> gross, but yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I have a lot of things to say, but I think they make more sense in the context of the second episode. Yeah. I yeah. think the most confident thing I will say about this is I really wish Amanda was more competent. Yeah. No. And mm-hmm. just like she just kind of seems like a, a real nitwit who really just, like, always is coming into Mac's life and fucking it up. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's great at bringing a smoked goose, but... Yeah, she's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she she does... That's kind of part of her character. She always does bring trouble, but, like, it's yeah. not too many writing changes that I think would have to happen. Like, again, like, let her be beating Callus because she surprises him, but yeah. then she can get surprised by Nino, and right. that's, you know, how she loses that fight. Mm-hmm. And just, like, don't have Mac, like, rough her up and, like... It's just a little weird. And maybe yeah. ever be not get thrown around in the bed, on the bed, or whatever. Yeah. Which wouldn't have bothered me, but for the other stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I think if that would have been there, I think it, without her, like, really losing to Callus like that, it would yeah. have been fine. And, you know, the whole just beginning is wonky with, like, what is going on with Nino stabbing Oh, Callus yeah, the, gar- the garden like, scene oh, is a very weird. strange yeah, scene. That's really <laughs> with with chewing and that confusing. chiclet cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. And how is the bar still open, guys? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a- God. Who's running the ball? I, uh, that I don't singer. know. Yeah. And I guess and Gerard still works there. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Interesting, guys. Really interesting stuff. Yeah, this is deep. This How is, many entrances and exits are <laughs> there? <laughs> to Nosferatu. Yeah. Actually, I think many. I think that one does yeah. have many because he seems like a guy who has layers. I did say I would like to go to that place, like, if it was a real place, which it might be. I mm-hmm. don't know. Well, I, I, I would, I would like where... to go to Oz if it was a real place. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Because <laughs> like you're a huge the, fan of flying monkeys. The Magical Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Any other made-up places you guys want to go? Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want to go to heaven, guys. <laughs> turd. Yeah, I want to go to heaven. I want to go to Gotham City. Yeah. Ooh, cool. Do you? See the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go to Gotham City and get mugged and murdered. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I, I guess it could be a real bar, right? It could. I don't Maybe. think it is. But I don't know. It could be a real place. Paris. Paris. Is uh, Paris even real? It's like Seacouver. Yeah. Yeah, also, this shouldn't take place <laughs> Where is in Paris? Paris? <laughs> right in. Actually, good question, because there's a lot of, like, strange accents going on in Paris. So That's maybe true. in this world, Paris is not where we know it. <laughs> oh. False. Yeah. Uh, Come on. <laughs> Let's we, be part uh, of that weird Zeist verse. Do we want to rate this thing now or keep it until the second? I think we can rate this. Yeah, I think so. As, as, as a standalone episode. Keith, how many red escots will you give this episode? Um, I'll give this a four. I'll give it a four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you agree? Eamon, how many? <laughs> uh, let's see. Michelin stars, would you give this? Oh, well, two, two and a half, two and a half. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you were thinking a four? Was that your yeah. actual? Four? Yeah, okay. I think this is a four. This is a this is a pretty darn good one. Mm-hmm. Kyle, how many uh, nourishing yes. nourishing community prison gardens would you give this? <laughs> nourishing community prison gardens. I think I'm giving it three and a half. Oh wow! Huh? You know, like I think that it's got a few serious missteps in it, and it's got a lot of wasted potential in the flashback, which stop it from reaching to the level of a four for me. Hmm. But it does a very good job of setting up the next episode, which I think, in assessing this on its own, is a weakness of this, but decent if viewed as a whole. Right. I don't think I'd call any of the stuff in this a serious misstep. It's just like some, like, meh. I think the Hamza that's, plot that's line definitely... is a serious misstep. All right, maybe just that. And I think the ineffectiveness of Amanda is a moderate misstep. Yeah. Now we're on board. Now I'm on board. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Right, I, I changed one word in that, ex- <laughs> that entire explanation. You're like, oh, this checks out. This checks out. That's all I see the light. It's yeah. all in the details, man. I saw the sign. And it opened up my eyes. Life is demanding. Amanda demanding. Man, yeah, this, this is the beginning of like a <laughs> of an Ask Angie commercial. Mm-hmm. What is this? No, that's the next lyric in that I saw the sign. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yeah. I should have known that. Ace of Bass, better. right? <laughs> Ace of what? Ace of Bass? Ace of, it's pronounced Ace of Bass. Ace of Bass. Ace of is bass? it Ace of Bass? I think so. I don't. I'm not. Sure. I actually don't think it is. Oh damn! Early '90s guys. Who the, I saw the sign. I don't know. Fuck. We'll have to look it up. Well, oh well. Anyway, I can't wait to talk about next week's episode. So stay tuned for part two of finale. Part two. It's pronounced finale. 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 That's what Mac. That's wanted. what Mac wanted. Right? <laughs> yeah, A good old desert. Scottish finale. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week, or we'll hear you next. You'll hear us next week. We won't see you at all. Out in listener land. It's uh, not a visual how can medium. I not, how can I just babble on like I'll this? see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all next week, guys. <laughs> all right. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. See ya. That... He orders a 50... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's he order? <laughs> I had a scratch in my throat.